Janet Falk, Strategies for News Coverage and Revenue Growth, Episode 67 on Kelly Bagley's Go Legal Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. And we wanted to mention that Kelly's Go Legal Yourself podcast made the list over at Feedspot as one of the top 20 business law podcasts to listen to. Then we'll include a link in the show notes if you want to go check that out. And today's guest, Janet Falk, is a New York-based public relations and marketing communications expert who advises attorneys, executives, consultants, CPAs, and financial service firms on how to make news and otherwise publicize and promote their professional interests to a broad range of audiences. I'm your host, Attorney Kelly Bagwell, the Queen of Business Law. You can interact with us on social media and definitely do find us on the web at golegalyourself.com. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Janet Falk. She is the CEO of Falk Communications and Research. Welcome to the show, Janet. Kelly, so happy to be here. It's a pleasure. Likewise, likewise. Before we get started into your background, because I'm so excited for you to share your experience with the audience, can you share an attorney job with us? Certainly. An attorney was going to give a keynote speech at the ABA. And to kick off the speech, she thought, I better have a funny joke. She went to a bookstore and there she found the world's greatest lawyer jokes. Aha, she thought, this is the one for me. She bought the book and took it home. And that night when she was leafing through the book, she found there were only a couple of lawyer jokes. Most of the book was blank pages. <laughs> the next day, she went back to the bookstore and she complained to the owner, what is wrong with this book? It's mostly blank. The owner said, lady, I can't help you. There's only three good lawyer jokes. The rest of them are true stories. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Which is actually true, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Janet, you are in PR. You're in public relations and marketing communications. That I cannot tell you how valuable it is for any business owner let it be a startup a growth or even someone that's trying to sell their business they still need marketing for that business so you are a perfect guest to be on the show so in media janet it's all about showing up and being recognized as an expert in your, in your industry would you agree absolutely but you use a very specific method of doing business for your clients and it's called to use the five W's. Can you share with us what those five W's are? Certainly. So the five W's are what a reporter uses to write their news story. And I think it's something that a business owner should think about if they want to be in a news story. And the first W is who. Who is it that you want to read the news story? The second is what which has two parts. What is it that you want that person to think about? And what is it that you want that person to do? In other words, do you want that person to think about using your service, buying your product, and what will they do? Will they go to your website? Will they visit your location? Will they make a phone call? 
So you have to think about who it is that you want to reach and what it is that you want them to think about having read the news story or heard it on the radio or TV, and then what it is that they will do next. The next W is when. Is this time sensitive or is it tied to a particular time of the year? For example, at this time of year, we're looking at schools opening and back to school is an issue for many families. But it may be that it's tax related, which has to do with April 15th. Or it may be that it's tied to a holiday during the course of the year. But it may be that it's something that people need to think about all year round. So who, what, when, the next W is where. Where is it that they will be looking for this information? Is it in the general news media or is it something specific to the industry in which they operate? And the final W is why. Why should anyone care about what you have to say? And this is the most important W of all. How does your insight how does your product, how does your service help an individual, a business owner, or a company to save time, save money, or make more money? Now, if you can figure out who, what, when, where, and why, then you will have the tools that you need to get a reporter interested in talking to you. That is extremely simple information but it's extremely valuable because you're telling a story I remember growing up in England and in my English class we had to we were being taught how to write an essay and I remember specifically actually uh, the English teacher teaching us about the five W's and I, I just love old school because these true and tested ways they never fail they never fail so this is it's a unique product in a way where people, business owners, don't think about promoting themselves in that way. Right, right. But you have to think how the reporter is thinking. The reporter is thinking, what does my audience care about, whether it's readers or listeners or viewers? And what they care about is saving time, saving money, and making money. And so the reporter, in order to be able to deliver that kind of information to the reader and to the audience has to make sure that those kernels are conveyed to them succinctly and powerfully. Janet, I love the title of your episode, Strategy for News Coverage, right? So it's not just showing up and being seen. It's actually making money from what you're doing because as business owners, we don't do this as a nonprofit, right? We all have to pay bills and we have to make money. But news coverage in, in general, how does that in particular make money for business owners? And before you answer that, as the CEO of Go Legal Yourself, I'm actually in the process of making some news coverage appearances locally here in San Diego. So how is the news coverage going to help a business grow? You have to think, Kelly, that there are all kinds of reasons why people want to be in the news. It's not always simply to attract new clients. Certainly, that is a major issue, and people do want to be in the news to attract new business. But there are many other audiences that they want to be in touch with. For example, referral sources, right? 
So if you know someone who works as a real estate broker, they have many people that they are in agreement with. They have uh, title insurance and they have an attorney and they have a mortgage banker. They may have a house cleaner. They may have a stager. So all of these people are referral sources and they are interested in finding out what's going on in a particular industry or particular market. Then another source of, you know, another potential audience, I mean to say, is the people that are in your many business circles, if you are an active member of networking groups. So you want to make sure that those people are seeing you in the news. Think about the people that are in your same profession, who you see from time to time, and who subscribe to the industry newsletter or to the professional organization's newsletter. You can contribute a column there. That is news, and it is a place where people who know you and trust you are going to be seeing your name. Maybe you want to be in touch with the people who are alumni of your same graduate school, your same undergraduate school. That's yet another group. Maybe you want to be in touch with elected officials in your area because they have something to say about regulation and law. Maybe you want to align yourself with like-minded groups so that you can be advocating for a cause or for an issue in the community. Now you can see, Kelly, it's not always about getting new business. It's keeping in touch with the many people in your diverse circles so that you will be top of mind and they will be thinking of you and they will be wanting to refer other business to you or aligning themselves with you so that you can be serving the larger interests, whether it's the industry, the professional membership organization, or the community. So Janet, now that you've shared why it's important to be on the telly, how does one get on the telly? And hence, I use the word telly, being Mm -hmm. from England. (laughs) You're you're smiling, yes. (laughs) I like to think that when you see someone else on the news, you're thinking, why are they talking to her and not me? I was and I'm so much smarter and I'm so much better looking, right? And the, my answer to why her and not me is reporters call the people they know. And they haven't called you business owner because they don't know who you are, what you have to say about a subject, and why it is important to other people to know about your product, your service, or your idea. Now, the way that I introduce people professionally to reporters is to use a tool called a media profile. And I hope that this is something that we can share with the listeners in the show notes. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So the media profile is not your bio and it's not your CV, but is very tailored to the interests of the five W's that we mentioned before. The first part is to give your contact information so that a reporter won't have to figure out how to get in touch with you. Your phone, your email are right there up top. And some people, like attorneys, have by their rules of ethics to give their physical street address. That's a requirement. So your listeners should check into whether or not that's a requirement for them as professionals. Then you have a few sentences, three to five sentences, that broadly describe your background and what it is that you do. Then you have 
three to five bullet points that are more specific about the kinds of services that you provide. Now, this establishes that you are a credible and an authoritative source. But what's really important is what comes next. Think about three to five issues or hot topics that people really need to know more about. And if only they knew what you, Kelly, know, then they would be so much better off. They would save time, save money, and make more money in their business. Right? And reporters know what already happened. They want to know what's going to happen before it happens so that they can alert their audience, their readers and their viewers, to what they need to do before it happens, before it's too late. So your media profile has your contact information. It has, in broad strokes, your background, some more specific information about what it is that you do. And then these three to five hot topics or issues that people need to be thinking more about. Now, the last part is a quote, something about 50 words that gives an idea of what it would be like for the reporter to talk to you so that you would say something pithy and snappy and memorable, and the reporter will get an idea of you as a person. And finally, at the end, is if you have an assistant or maybe a public relations professional like myself who handles your calls, then give that information because you're a very busy business owner and you don't have time to be interrupted during the course of the day. You have someone else who takes your calls. So this media profile is something that I have used to great success. And if you don't believe me, Kelly, then I will tell you what a reporter once said. I was at an event for law firm media professionals, which is people like myself who work in public relations and work with attorneys. And a reporter for a legal publication said, what I want is a 50-word description of why I should call an attorney. So it's not just me saying, Kelly, a media profile is the way to professionally introduce yourself to a reporter. Here is a reporter saying, I want 50 words so that I can figure out whether it's going to be worth my while to call this person. I recommend that people review the media profile as an example. There's a worksheet so that you can develop it. And if you go so far as to do that, then contact me for a free 30-minute consultation and we will review your media profile and I will advise you briefly on your media strategy. Very generous, extremely generous. We have at least defined that you are an expert within the field of public relations and marketing communications. Share with the audience, sort of give us a peek into your background. How did you get into what you do? Oh, Kelly, this is a very long and complicated story. So let me just... We, we have a couple of days, Janet. Right, let me just briefly say that I've worked in public relations in a variety of settings. I've worked on Wall Street with some major financial services firms, and I've worked with nonprofit groups, and I've worked with law firms. And I like to think that I have helped them to raise the flag for their business and attract new business and establish new relationships so that they can generate more news coverage and grow their business. Earlier in my career, this will surprise you, I have a PhD in Spanish literature and I taught at the college level. 
oh, that's not surprising at all. <laughs> no, not at all. And how many years have you been in public relations? Oh, uh, 30 years. Wow. Just from the word PR or public relations, right off the bat, business owners, they, especially the ones that are just starting out, those are the ones that really need a lot of marketing for their business. They tend to shy away from that word, public relations. And the reason being is one they think is extremely expensive because they might have had some sort of encounter with another PR person. And two, they really feel that they're not ready. They're not ready to go out there and they're not ready to be seen. What advice would you give a startup that's looking for you know, just starting out looking for some PR. Right. There are a few basic elements that they need to have in place as, as a new company. So the first, of course, is to have a web presence. So you have to have a website, and your website should be contemporary. Of course, it's a new company, so it's going to be a contemporary website. And it's going to have information that is not about we, 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 but rather about the audience, the potential customer, the potential partner in whatever cause you're advocating for. It should be about you. When the visitor comes to the website, they should feel that there's a connection and that the person understands what is their situation, what is their problem, and this is the solution that they represent. People go to your website because they've heard of you or they found you through search and they want to confirm that you are the company or the individual that they are looking for, that you are the person that you say you are, which is really a paradox because deep in their heart, they know that Janet Falk has written all the content on JanetLFalk.com. Right. They still go there to confirm that I am the person that I say I am. First thing is your web presence. The second thing is your LinkedIn profile, because LinkedIn is the world's largest database with almost 700 million members. And so you want to make sure, again, that your LinkedIn profile confirms you are the person that you say you are. The next thing is I would encourage people to have a newsletter. It can be quarterly because they're just starting out and they don't have a lot of time and money to invest in it. But a newsletter is so important. Do you know, Kelly, there are three times more email addresses than Facebook and Twitter accounts combined? Wow. I had no idea. Right, right. And people check their phones for their email all the time. The first thing when you wake up in the morning, you look at your phone. Oh, what's, what's in my email box right now? Yes. Right, right. 53% of people are checking their email on their phone, right? They're not looking at their social media accounts. Right. So it's so important to have a newsletter. A newsletter delivers what you want to say to that audience. And if one day Facebook or Twitter go away, just like MySpace and Friendster, then you will still have those email addresses and you will still be able to keep in touch with those people. People are always looking for value. So just as I said, how does this help me save time, save money, make more money? You have to put the reader at the center of your newsletter. 
the reader's attention is yours to lose. So make sure that your newsletter, even if quarterly, is delivering value. And if a person doesn't open it and deletes it, they still saw your name. Exactly. So those are are three primary tools, your website and your LinkedIn profile and your newsletter. And make sure that your newsletter is on your website. Because even if I'm meeting you now in August, what you said in March might be relevant to me. So I want to be able to go back and look at your previous issues of your newsletter to make sure that I'm getting the full value of all the information that you have to share. So all of these are investments in your business. They're not an expense. I know this is something you talk about in your Marketing 101 episode number 39, that your marketing and communications efforts are an investment. If you don't have a website that conveys who you are and why people need to talk with you, if you don't have a LinkedIn presence, which is the world's biggest professional database, and if you don't have a newsletter, then who do you think is going to build that for you? Only you can do that for yourself. So invest in yourself with these three basics. And then, of course, the fourth one is to have a media profile so that you can introduce yourself to reporters. That's fantastic. You've given us some incredible information. And I'm sitting over here, Janet, just beaming with pride. Why? Because I've got a fantastic website, golegalyourself.com. I have a really nice following on LinkedIn. And yes, once a week, I get a message from LinkedIn saying people are looking at you, right? People are viewing your profile. So that's a good thing. And then also, I have a newsletter and I want the audience to go to golegalyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter because it's once a month and I share some wonderful legal information that's very pertinent to business owners. So absolutely sign up for my website um, newsletter. And thank you for bringing that up. I just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs) That's great information. Janet, do you have anything else you would like to share with the audience? I would like to point out how important networking is. I'm sure this is something that you have talked about before. Yes. Everyone knows someone worth knowing. And you do not know who stands in another person's circle until you ask them. So the other day I had a conversation with someone. I was introduced to this woman who runs networking groups by an interior designer that I met at a different networking group. And we had a conversation and she said, I don't know why she asked me this question. She said, I have a friend who's an artist. Do you know anyone who is a business coach and helps artists? And I thought, no, I don't know anybody who does that. But I do know someone who is very plugged into the art gallery scene. So I'm going to ask this person if she knows this kind of an individual. Well, we had a conversation and I was told that I really needed to get a few more facts about the artist because I knew nothing about the artist. The website and her CV, where she's shown work and if she's represented by a gallery and so on. And so now I have gotten those answers and conveyed them to my contact. So we have four people in this conversation now. We have the artist, we have the networker, 
we have me, and we have my gallery contact. And we're going to figure this out. Who would have thought that I would actually know someone exactly. who would be helpful to this artist, right? So yeah. the way I view networking is very interesting, Kelly. I am a curator of resources because here I have this experience on Wall Street, legal services, nonprofit, Spanish language, public relations, marketing, and somehow I have a connection to the art gallery world. That's fantastic. Yeah, I can make it available to someone else. Yes. Networking is huge. And I've done multiple episodes just on networking and how valuable that is to every business owner. Before we let you go, Janet, can you share one of your favorite quotes with us? Yes. I'm not much of a baseball fan, but we're all missing real baseball. And so my quote is from the home run king, Babe Ruth. And he said, Every strike brings me closer to my next home run. Fantastic. So you miss 100% of the balls that you don't swing at. Go out there and swing away. Exactly. Wonderful. It was fantastic having you on the show, Janet. Thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. I really had a lot of fun talking with you, Kelly. And audience, please go to the website. Feel free to leave us your feedback and comments and definitely reach out to Janet. Uh, We're going to have all of her information as part of the show notes. And again, she's been very, very generous and she's providing you with 20 minutes consultation, absolutely free. And also she's providing you with a media profile, which people pay hundreds of dollars for. And make sure that, You do download the app. If you're not listening to the podcast from the app, please go to the app because that's where you can contact us directly. You can actually get a free ebook copy of my book, Go Legal Yourself. And remember, the only way you become successful is if you go legal yourself today. I am Attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. And it's been my pleasure being your host today. Until next time, Cheers to your success. Audio edits by Sin Callup. Episode notes by Dave Herndon. Mix and mastered by John Beethan and produced by Heard Not Seen Media. ImaginePodcasting.com.